Hello and welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Bailey. We have a very exciting conversation coming up for you. Today we have Kathy Nesbitt joining us. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Natalie. I'm excited to be here. I'm very glad you're excited to be here. (laughs) 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 Um, Could you just give the listeners a little introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. My working title is Kathy Crawley Laughing Bean Queen. <laughs> it's simple solutions for today's challenges. Worms for amending the soil, sprouts for eating and laughter for overall health and wellness. Amazing. And um, I don't think people laugh enough anymore. And I'm so intrigued by what you do and, the, you know, the how you do it that I just think this conversation is going to really benefit the listeners. Because as I said to you before we press record, like life's too short to be miserable, isn't it? It's too short. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And we have a choice. That's the beautiful part is every day is a new day. It's not just an expression. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we get to decide how we start each day. Like we can start grumpy, put our foot on and we're like, oh, another day. Or we can be like, yay, another day. Yoop. And it's it's all on us. And we yeah. get to decide how we feel when we're laughing and um fully engaged in the laughter we are completely present we're not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or any of our problems we're just totally we're not even thinking when Mm -hmm. you're laughing full on you're just laughing that's it that's what you're doing and it just gives you a different feeling entirely like in your soul doesn't it it oxygenates your beautiful body you're secreting all the love drugs dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins Versus cortisol and adrenaline when we're stressed. Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful. And there's been so much stress and all of the things that have happened over the past few years that I think a lot of people have forgotten how to be happy or to choose happiness. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I think, you know, our brain is wired for negative. Our little amygdala, the stress center in the brain has not evolved. So when we go into stress, our body thinks we're in imminent danger. We're not. If you miss the bus, it's a nuisance, mm-hmm. but it's not life It's not life threatening. But our body acts as if. So then we're secreting all those um, stress chemicals. We're not breathing properly. We're doing a lot of damage to our body. And what's happening today is we're living in a constant state of stress mm-hmm. on that heightened you know, we need we need a certain amount of stress to get us off our butts, um, not the amount that we're secreting today. We really don't. And stress is absolutely the number one cause of most of our ailments today. About 90% of our ailments are related to stress. If we can manage our stress, imagine what a beautiful life we can have. Absolutely. I think that, Oh, well, and, and know that stress manifests in the body like trauma does, like through physical and mental pain. And it, it can be so debilitating. And I just think about times when, like, I was a child running around outside, like playing outside and just laughing at everything because <laughs> there was just joy to be found. And I believe that we, we lose ourselves as adults. And sometimes because we forget what it's like to be a child and not have the kind of stresses that we have. Yeah. And even children today, you know, they, you know, it's, they, they've been born into this world that is, has so many problems, like so many global issues, 2020, first of all, (laughs) not, not first of all, like maybe (laughs) in the middle there somewhere. Yeah. You know, so three years, um, how do you torture people? Oh, yeah, keep them alone, isolate people. That's what we did, you know, at the beginning. No wonder people were dropping off because being alone, being lonely is so stressful. First of all, we're, me- we're social creatures. We're meant to be together. So how? Do- so even when you're in prison, you don't want to be in solitary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's that's one of the big things that we do actually talk about is that people need people. And one of our messages as well is we are better together because people need people. You know, human beings, we come from tribes originally. So, yeah, that's that fear, that isolation, the way that people are now so insular and are struggling to get back to to get back to society and like make those proper connections. So 
I'm I'm really glad to be able to have this this conversation today with you on the podcast because I'm sure you'll be able to share some tips with people for getting out of that lonely state for finding joy in life. And um, what would you say to people that are finding like life quite lonely right now and how to reconnect with themselves and others? Oh, beautiful. Great question. I would say get out. <laughs> go go <laughs> Get out of your house, um, r- literally, like go for a walk, go um, volunteer. There's so many places in need right now. You know, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people struggling. Mm-hmm. I, and I say that I'm laughing, but not, I'm not laughing at the struggle because it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're in ourself, we're just like we, we get closed and we can't see the light where it's so dark. So we need to look up. And go if we're when we're struggling, if we can go and help somebody else that's down more down than we are and mm-hmm. help pull them up, then that helps raise us up as well. As you said, we come from tribes. We're meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And when we're together, we're stronger. We can come up with solution. We can support each other. We talk about things. So then we 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 the burden becomes less when we share something, when we're struggling with something, we share it with somebody, a good friend or you know, somebody that a good listener, um, it just lightens the load. It's like, oh, good. I'm not carrying this alone. Or they can shed some light on it where we're like, oh, I didn't see that perspective. It's really not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, that's true. It's that saying, isn't it? A problem shared is a problem halved. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> All these expressions that really came from somewhere. I, I, I love asking people if they've heard the expression um, that laughter is the best medicine. Mm. Where did you find your joy for laughter? Uh, well, it came from my worm business. It's the yeah. 21st anniversary selling worms by the pound for indoor composting. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, um, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking 21 years ago when I started that business. <laughs> we will dig into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, about 12 years in, like it's really important. I, I'm located in Toronto, um, in Canada, no, north of Toronto, largest city in Canada. And in 20, 20, uh, 2002, our landfill closed and we started to export our garbage, even though we're a pretty large country, <laughs> second largest in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill, right? Nobody wants that in their backyard. Huh? So uh, we started to export our garbage to the United States, a thousand trucks a week mind-blowing like talk about a waste of money our tax dollars hard at work exporting garbage nice literally literally like literally (laughs) literally shipping our garbage out of the country like oh not our problem anymore yes it is because there's only one planet by the way yeah (laughs) it's all the same air it's all the same water flows to get like come on Mm -hmm. ridiculous (laughs) and i had a solution Uh, really right i know really um ridiculous and not ridiculous on the people on the government for deciding that that was a good idea well i think Um, they make a lot of ridiculous decisions don't they well first of all they're not in business they're not business people so they really are uh, they mismanage our funds um Mm -hmm. terribly (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're absolutely right they they should be thinking of running countries as a business because that's effectively what they're doing and they're we could go like down a big rabbit hole on that one we totally could that's so that's why laughter natalie that's why laughter is so important like i i believe i have this heavy mission of putting worms everywhere so we can manage our waste and make better soil so we can grow more delicious food that's that goal (laughs) big it's heavy yeah in 2012 so 20 10 years into my worm mission one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And I'd heard it many times. I just didn't really hear it. I wasn't okay. listening yeah. to what my clients wanted. <laughs> they didn't want worms. <laughs> and I got all in my head. I questioned everything. I said, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And I think the universe is so fascinating. I think it's such a magical place. So there I was. You know, you got to have worms. You got to have them. And I wasn't listening. So I was just chugging along. And then 2012, and I questioned everything. I was like, put a big stop on everything. What am I doing? Why do I care? And I think the universe was like, oh, we've got to throw her a lifeline. She's going to bail. <laughs> <laughs> the universe has a strange way of doing things like that. So fascinating. I mean, it's just a magic path when we look back. You can't connect the dots going forward. You can only look back and connect the dots. 
right? People are like, yeah. oh, just connect the dots. Well, there's no dots looking there's ahead. No dots there. You're right. And, and there's, it's like looking at history can help you predict the future. Right. Sort of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as, as much as we can think we can anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's an amazing journey. But so I was about to doff my mission. And the very next day I was introduced to laughter yoga. And so I was like, laughter yoga, what's that? And I, I don't do yoga. I'm sure it's a fine thing. This is laughter for the health of it. Intentional laughter exercises, just as a cardiovascular workout, a laughter exercise program. Yeah. Fun. Started in 1995 by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kateria, and his goal is world peace. How cool. Like, what a great mission. Uh-huh. And I believe that laughter yoga was started in 1995 so that Dr. Kateria could train people in 120 countries, people laughing around the world, so that we could be ready for 2020. Mm. Prior to 2020, there was very few opportunities to laugh online. All the laughter yogis jumped online, like every industry, we yeah. all jumped online. We had I wish choice. I had Zoom shares. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, before 2020, that is. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and so now you can laugh online almost 24-7. There's laughter clubs around the world. You don't need to know the language because laughter is universal. It is. So it's not about jokes or comedy. It's laughing for the health of it. And and when they started, so Dr. Kateri was writing an article for a magazine about laughter. Laughter is the best medicine. And as he was researching, he discovered all this research proving that laughter is the best medicine. So he said, wow, if laughter is the best medicine, why don't we just laugh? Mm. So he was only able to assemble five people, which I think is funny (laughs) in India. (laughs) So five people gathered in a a park, including his wife. So it was two and then three other people. (laughs) And they started telling jokes. So they were laughing and then people were gathering. So after about two weeks, there were about 50 people who were gathering every day telling jokes and laughing. And then the jokes started to become off color about somebody, two mm-hmm. people going somewhere. Okay, not funny for them. Um, and he decided, okay, this, this isn't going to work. Come back again tomorrow and let's see what we can do. And he got a download like, oh, let's, um, let's just if you know let's just be like kids no jokes just like little games to inspire the laughter so there are right now uh 40 foundational exercises and because it's this global movement it's all about imagination and creativity so when you're laughing um you know you more ideas can come into your mind and because we're laughing around the world people have added sort of cultural activities and it's so much fun traveling around the world um in these clubs, because you meet all these wonderful people who are like-minded, just wanting to play, have fun. Because when we are completely present and we're laughing, we're high vibration. Mm-hmm. We are like, we're vibing way up here. So people that, and and I was amazed when I came to laughter, my whole life is preventative. I don't want to get sick and then get better. Mm-hmm. I just want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hit rock bottom and then go up. I want to go up from here. Well, like, why would I hit the bottom? I don't think you have to. But I guess when you hit the bottom, then there's nowhere else to go. Isn't that the same? Yeah, you need, you need, you need some, some people have to hit that in order to, to sort their life out. But if you're able to be in a place that, you know, you've understood your path in life and what you're meant to be doing and you keep yourself motivated, that gives you confidence to carry on. And it's just a really nice place to be. It's so beautiful. It really is a beautiful thing. Yeah, my whole thing is preventative. So I was like, just so laughing for the health of it. And I, I don't, I lost my train when I was, why I was saying that, but. <laughs> so you got to laugh. So you got to laugh. I find it fascinating as well, because we, I mean, I, I often say, smiling is the happiness virus and over the past three years it's been that's the only virus we need (laughs) and it's contagious in a good way yeah exactly and smiling like tricks the brain into thinking you're happy so we can all just put a smile on our face and pretend and mask whatever's going on inside how do you laugh if you feel like nothing is worth laughing at 
Beautiful. That's where I was headed. Thank you for the bringing me back. So I do everything by by uh, prevention. So I laugh so I can keep on high, being vibrant. When I came to laughter yoga, I realized, man, a lot of lot of the laughter leaders and teachers came from depression, mm-hmm. from medication, medic like heavily medicated um, in deep depression, because you are what you act. Mm-hmm. When you act happy. You become happy. So if you be, if you get trained as a laughter leader and then you're leading classes, you're like an actor or an actress, right? You might be sad, but that like, oh, oh it's time for my happy yeah. club. I better put on the happy face. Yeah. And you trick your brain, as you said. Ever heard of mirror neurons? Mirror neurons. Mirror, mirror neurons. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, so mirror, mirror, mirror neurons, even if I can't say it. So ever notice when, when you smile at somebody, they smile back? Yes. Mirror neurons. Ever notice that if you see somebody crying, you feel sad too? I never used to, actually. I was, I was like the least empathetic person ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are mirror neurons. Okay, even if you don't, but those are mirror neurons. Yeah. So because the brain, we, we're, we, we are tribe people. So we do take on the energy of those around us, like it or not, everything's energy. Mm-hmm. Everything is energy. So if you want to be happy, hang out with happy people. It rubs off. If you live with somebody grumpy, sorry, you're probably going to be grumpy too. Mm-hmm. Because Definitely. it's, it's the, you know, it's that, that energy thing. You can't be in the same room with somebody that your energy doesn't vibe, that it, it's, it's not permitted in the universal energy. And, and, you know, my husband, we've been together for a very long time, 35 years married this year. Well, congratulations. And we did it for a long time, just to be sure, <laughs> like nine years. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> when I st- Before uh, 2020, I was doing Skype laughter, not video. It was just audio. It was, it was laughter professionals just practicing our craft for 20 minutes, just laughing. No, no talking, just laughing. And when I would do, I live in a teeny house. So whenever I would do my Skype laughter, it was 10 o'clock every day for 20 minutes. And my husband would leave the room. And I, you know, I would used to get offended. Like, why is he, why is he leaving the room? Like, take it personal. Why is he leaving? It's just laughter. And then I realized, oh, so I joke now and say, oh, he was laughter hesitant. He wasn't able to vibe at that rate. Right. Last November, I teach, I teach leaders. Last uh, November, I had a training and we were on a walk and I said, oh, I only have one paid student for my training this next weekend and they're paid. So we're going ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two, tre- two teachers. So I said, wow, that's a really good ratio for, for learning. <laughs> and he, when I said I didn't have any, any just one student, he, he turned to me and said, maybe I'll take the training. Wow. So going from laughter hesitant mm-hmm. to... Now he's a he's a laughter leader. Amazing. Wow. It's so it takes time. It's something yeah. that it's a practice. Laughter is the best medicine. We, you don't just take one if you have a medication that you take, you don't take one dose and you're done. Okay, that's it. I'm 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 finished. I'm cured. No, you laugh every day and it's a practice. Mm-hmm. I have rock hard abs, Natalie, from laughing every day. I bet. <laughs> right? Because our diaphragm is attached yeah. to all of our organs. So mm-hmm. when we're laughing. It's like internal jogging. All of our organs are moving. That's what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a pump in our uh, to pump our blood. We have another fluid called lymphatic fluid. Mm-hmm. And lymphatic fluid, lymph only moves when we move. And we're very sedentary today. And so if we're not moving, our lymph isn't moving, which means that it pools. Sometimes when we get like swollen, even swollen face yeah. or swollen body parts, it's that our lymph isn't flowing properly there. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, during 2020, I've taken a deep dive into why is laughter the best medicine? Yeah. And so as a laughter yoga leader I incorpor- or teacher, I incorporate tapping, emotional freedom technique, brain yeah. jam, Qigong, all kinds of energy modalities just to help people get out of stress and into joy. Because when we're in stress, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. We can't. We really are not effective in any other area because our body is in stress. It's in sympathetic. We need to be in parasympathetic. And even though I have a psych degree, so I've heard all these words for years, 
they really didn't mean anything. I mean, parasympathetic, symp- sympathetic, what the heck? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Rest and digest. Like all these phrases, but now I understand stress is a killer. It, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh. the, it's, it is. And stress, like, you know, like people are afraid of getting dementia. People are afraid to lose their mind. Mm-hmm. Stress eats, eat, cortisol eats our brain and our memories in particular. Like, oh, when I read, when I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh. So we're stressed about losing our mind later on and losing our memories, which is causing us to lose our memories. It's, it's a horrific cycle when you really think about it, isn't it? So it is. I like, I like, I like what you said about preventative, like prevention is definitely better than curing. So being able yes. to put these things into place to prevent something later on in life is going to give you a better quality of life and longevity. Yes. My, you know, my husband and I traveled at 27 for 13 months in Africa and Asia. Lovely. Yeah, it was beautiful. At the time, it was fascinating what people said. Like, it was when the interest rates were going up double digits and all of our friends were buying houses. And it was a real frenzy because it was like, oh, my gosh, we got to get a house because the prices are going up every day and the rates are going up. And and so they were in this whole rat race, like this whole hamster wheel of and and friends said to us, wow, you guys are never going to be able to buy a house. And it's like, well, We can't buy one right now. So we might as well go travel around the world. What the heck? I love that. (laughs) Right. And you can't. And and the company I was working at, the accountant said to me, these are your prime earning years. You're never going to get this money back. Wow. What? What? Like, I didn't even understand. What? What does that mean? I don't even like, I, I, of course, I I know what it means. Like my retirement or whatever. It's like. You want to live now, not when you're. (laughs) The, the, the whole don't, don't even get me started on the whole retirement thing like work until you're nearly dead and then enjoy what a few years of life no no right and people were like oh I'm gonna go traveling when I retire it's like you're not gonna travel at the same rate that I traveled at at 27 no you when I'm in my prime of my life exactly you experience things in a different way I think I think age is beautiful we have mm. um another thing in, in my mastermind group People aren't allowed to say, how old are you? It's what age are you? Because I don't believe in old age or people, you know, being old. I think we just have experience and we have Mm. different phases of life that we enjoy things in a different way. Mm. Like my 12 years ago, my idea of fun was drinking till I, you know, I couldn't see and partying and dancing. Now I enjoy different things and like cooking and I'm glad I had that time, but I'm glad I have this time now. And I'm sure in another 10 years, there'll be different things I enjoy. Absolutely. So, yes. That, the, the accountant said that to you, but you went off, you traveled. And what, what joy did that give you? That, um, I would say that that experience formed the person that I became. Yeah. The, the experiences that I had traveling, like living in Canada, it's a beautiful place and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, you have no idea until you get out of your backyard um, mm. what it's like in the rest of the world. And it really did um, impression upon me, like just the importance of like, because Canada is so huge and we have such a small population based on our size. I, w- I was shocked when I went to Hong Kong and China and India, like two of the most populous places in the world. And how many people there were? I was like, oh my gosh, it's so crowded. Look at all the people. Like, where? How do you get away from anyone? You know. And and it just gave me an incredible respect for where I live, gratitude for you know that in the lottery of life, this is where I was was born. Like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe in another life, I was born somewhere else and had horrific conditions. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was beautiful. I just think that that really did. Um, it opens Maybe. your mind in a different way, doesn't it? Traveling, seeing different cultures, different cuisines, the way people interact, the way they communicate. Like, I love to travel myself as well, like, to to see what can I bring back to my own table? Like, what can I learn from other people and their way of life and bring that and improve like, what I already have? Like, I'm grateful for where I'm at. And, like, what, what, what you just said, um, I was born in London. And so I'm used to there being lots of people. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 
and also like the total opposite. Um, but I'm grateful for that because there are so many people in the world that they they want to to see London and they they don't for whatever reason or they can't. And it's an it's a really beautiful way to think about life and you know what what lottery ticket you were given mm. to then put yourself on on whatever path you want. Yeah, I learned early on to uh, I, I I think it was you know thinking back I think it was the death of my stepfather I loved him so much um, he was thirty eight and I was like oh my gosh like the good die young yeah I'm gonna live forever yay um, <laughs> 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 from from his death I was twenty one and I was like man. I, I, for some reason, I attached his death to not work, even though he loved his work, um, to not staying in a job that didn't serve me. Mm. I don't I don't know why. I just thought we spend so much time at work. I'm going to love what I do. Yeah. And I never stayed in a job um, that didn't serve me. When I, I changed jobs all the time because I had the confidence. I just thought, nope, this is important. And, and I think his his death was the gift. That was the gift for me to live your life. Live your life because you don't know how many days you have. Nobody knows. That's so true. And yeah, so so that that was the the gift there. And so I've lived my life looking at opportunities, saying yes, um, not thinking too much because when we think, we talk ourselves out of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like ever had an inspired thought where you're like, <gasps> you take the deep breath, you get the butterflies in your belly, and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's so that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And then you take a breath. You're like, oh, not right now. You put it on the shelf. You're like, mm, I don't have time for that now. That in the future, I'll do that. Um, or you talk to somebody and they're like, no, remember last time what happened? Or maybe it's you. You're like, oh, yeah, the la- oh, I don't want to look ridiculous again. I mm-hmm. love looking ridiculous. Why mm-hmm. not look ridiculous? Stand out. Don't stand in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. So you, you have to have confidence in yourself to, to do these things. And I, I guess I think a lot of people, they hold back for fear of being ridiculed or for looking silly or looking ridiculous, like you say. Whereas I think you and I are very similar in that we don't, we, you know, we don't care because we're going to enjoy our life. And having experienced that grief and the loss of people in your life, like for fairly early on as well, it, it changes you as a person. Um, do you think you've always had some sort of inner confidence to just go, well, I'm going to do this. Or did it grow from, or actually, well, from doing things? Um, yeah, both. I would say both. I, I, no, I was a people pleaser as a as a young girl. I, I definitely, and so I, I chose secretarial as my, you know, work path. Yeah. And what a great op- occupation for a people pleaser. I mean, get me coffee. You know, do this, do that. <laughs> Telling yeah. someone what to do. It's perfect. <laughs> oh yes, I will. Okay, I will. <laughs> And then it, it, but at the same time, realizing that I didn't want to stay in a job that didn't serve me. So I had no issue quitting and getting a new job. Like I, for me, I didn't understand the, the expressions that people would say, like, you need to have a job to get a job. It's different today, but you had to have a job to get a job. How do you get a job? If you have a job, like how many appointments can you possibly have? Like, they're going to think you're really sick if you have another doctor's appointment, (laughs) you know, um, or work hard and you'll get a watch in 30 years. Again, it's different today, but it's like, why do you need a watch when you retire? <laughs> you need a watch so you can get to work on time? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so all these things, they they didn't really make sense. And like, you need experience to get experience. Well, how do you get experience if you don't have experience? Like all of those kind of expressions. So I kind of all along marched to my own music like I didn't I didn't follow along because I didn't understand why those expressions I didn't I didn't get it and I'm glad (laughs) yeah well it's it is strange that it's the indoctrination isn't it you go to school you get a job you get married you have children you have the house and the car and and all of those things but actually the world's bigger than that way bigger that's so funny because I was what did I say 27 when we went away and we were married and I thought, okay, we'll go have this trip and then we'll do what we're supposed to do. Then we'll come back, have kids and, yeah. and have our life. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what I thought was going to be my path. Yeah. But going on that trip, seeing all of those people, because Canada is so sparse, sparsely populated. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I was just like freaking out how many people there were. 
I, I couldn't believe how many people there were. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard what, when we were traveling that in certain places in the world, they maim their, their children so they can make more when they're begging. You know, they send their daughters off to prostitution so they can make money and all of those things. And I was just like kind of heartbroken yeah. <laughs> by that. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I, and to be honest, I never liked babies. I, I never liked babies. Like, you know, working in the office, people would come in with their babies. It's like, you want to hold my baby? It's like, I I don't really know. I'm a, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like kids, but I don't like, I didn't like babies and I never really wanted to have my own. It's really yeah. interesting. I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. I thought that was my role. I thought that was what I was to do. So seeing all those people, it was like, I don't, I don't want to have children. And I, and I thought if I want to, have that fix i'll just be a big sister or you know volunteer with an organization yeah i'm actually really glad to hear that because i often have people say to me oh you'll change your mind um and part of the reason i don't want children is because of similar reasons to you like there are so many unloved unwanted people in the world why can't i do something to to help those people Mm. Um, and then it's like, do you, you know, leaving a legacy. So I work with my mum and we're leaving a legacy together for, for, for us. But um, it's because society like pushes you in a certain direction and you've chosen to uphold your values and what you want for your life and create that joy. And I'm sure you, you are enjoying your life every day, I hope. Oh, I'm having the time of my life. I feel like I'm on a magic carpet ride. It's just yeah. like. So beautiful. And laughter has enhanced my life. I, I, I thought I was having a great life before. I really did. And then laughter. And so I've kind of lost inflammation. I'm I'm like more toned now than I was just from laughing. How fun. <laughs> I'm getting paid like to to bring laughter to corporations to organize like with working with special needs, long term care, um, school students. I mean, it's just it's yeah. unlimited with laughter. You can take it anywhere. It, it's complementary medicine is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's not even alternative. It's complementary. It just goes with everything. I, I, that's beautiful. And I like the way you're still able to leave a, an impact and a legacy by doing this and the impression you leave upon people. What tips can you give to people to laugh more in life? Um, as you said, just start by smiling. Mm-hmm. start just putting a smile on and then you can trick your brain. Um, as soon as we smile, we start to send the love drugs to our brain. Like, Oh, I must be happy. I'm smiling. Even if it's put on. Mm-hmm. So laughter yoga, I said, it's not about jokes or comedy. It's intentional laughter exercises. So although jokes are fine, if you're laughing full on, ha 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 you're going to get kicked out of the club because they're going to be like, ma'am, the joke's over. Like we can't hear the next line. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're watching a right, you're watching a funny movie, same. You can't just laugh, ha ha ha. It's not just laughing a little bit. It's really laughing that belly laugh yeah. where your stomach's hurting, your cheeks are hurting. Yeah. Those are the laughter muscles. Yeah. So I would just um encourage people to hang out with somebody who makes them laugh, who brings them joy, who makes them feel good. Um, join a laughter club. Uh, I've I've got a wonderful laughter club. It's every Tuesday. It just was before this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I missed it. 930, yeah, it's 9.30 a.m. Um, every Tuesday online. I started in June 2020 Yeah. Um, because I needed people. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's, you know, roaming around my little house. Ah, <laughs> I need people. I'm starting my club. So, so beautiful. Because when I got trained as a laughter leader, I said, universe, I do enough for free. I don't want to, I don't want to have a free laughter club. Mm-hmm. And so I kept getting paid gigs. I think a lot of people they give, um, and it's good to give value, but you also yes. need to to be remunerated yourself because absolutely, she doesn't pay the bills, does it? Absolutely, you know. And again, the universe. When I started my worm business, oh, the very first year, a woman contacted me and said she would she wanted to order a worm bin. So I said, great. And she lived in a co-op in a building and she said, we've got a guy coming in to talk about how he's converted his front lawn into flower, into flower and vegetable garden. Oh, yay. Would you like to say a few words? I'm sure our other tenants would love to hear about worm composting. So I said, I would love that. Sure. I wasn't a speaker yet. Yeah. <laughs> when I got there, she said, 
I'm disappointed that you didn't say that you charged for speaking. And I said, um, guys, oh, and she, she said, because what you get paid is what you're worth. And I got in my head, I was like, oh, Pusha, this is so important. Like, I'm so important. Not I'm so important. What I'm doing is so important. So I said to her, well, you were buying a worm bin. So I thought that was payment enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was fine. I did my little speaking thing. That was fine. That same year, first year, 2002, I was approached by a brownie group, a little um, brownies or guides um, for Earth Day. And they wanted me to come in and say a few words to the girls. It was in my town. So I said, okay, I'm not going to charge them. It's Earth Day. It's important time. Mm-hmm. So I went into the basement of the church. Hauled, I don't travel light. Hauled down all my stuff. While I was talking, the girls were talking. I had to be the heavy. Nobody was shooshing them. Oh. I didn't like that. Anyway, so I made them shoosh. <laughs> Continued <laughs> talking. <laughs> and then before I was finished speaking, one of the leaders grabbed a broom and started cleaning up. And I was like, oh. Like, oh my gosh, how rude. I'm not finished. Okay, another red flag. And then the, the meeting was over. The parents came down to get their their daughters. Nobody offered to help me up with all my stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, that woman's voice was ringing through my head. You are what you, what you get paid is what you're worth. Yeah. And I started to charge from then. Uh, and I can say that that woman saved my business. Mm-hmm. because I, I was doing school workshops. I was charging like, I don't know, 75 bucks or something back 20 years ago. Oh. And I doubled my rates. As soon as I doubled my rates, my, my bookings tripled mm-hmm. for safe value. It's interesting. For safe value is exactly. It's very interesting, isn't it? I think there's you, a certain level of giving for free, giving back, but equally, you know, you have expertise to share that you should be paid for and mm. people shouldn't be worried about saying, uh, you know, charging for their service because you provide value. It's just an ex- a fair exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that may be part of the women's challenge though, because we are fairly new to the work world. I mean, you know, yeah, in, in terms of like, yeah, the, the history of the world, we are, it's only about a hundred years. Yeah. Which is yeah, a so I th- flip in the universe, isn't it? It, it's a blip. It's just like a nanosecond, really. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I think we have a lot of work to do. Um, we're coming. And I, and I agree. We got to stand in our power and say, this is what I'm bringing. This is what I'm doing. And it's a negotiation. All of these things, you know, I'm sure people look at you and I and they're like, oh, they're so confident. Yes. Mm-hmm. Confident. We've mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. I mean, I wasn't always like this. Yeah. I was a secretary forever. So although I was a great secretary and I ran the place, um, they, I was told what to do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? The things that you, you do in life because you think that that's what you're, you know, that's what society says you're supposed to do, especially as a woman. So empowering yourself to, go out and do something different and start your business. And that's going to have an impact on so many people and, and the world is amazing. So and I can see on your face for the listeners, Kathy looks amazing, by the way. Um, she's, you know, you're proud of what you've achieved and the way that you impact the world. Oh, I'm having so much fun. I'm just, I really want other people to have what I'm having. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not a worm business, maybe not laughter, whatever it is for them that gets them all fired up where they're like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. Because right now we're looking down a lot. And we we talked um, offline about people on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. The challenge with the cell phone is when we're on our cell phone, we actually have physiology of depression. Mm-hmm. We have to, our, we're looking down, you know, we're closed because we don't want to drop our thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're looking down. So even if we're looking at something funny, we're sending mixed messages to our brain. Like we're smiling and we're laughing. So, oh, those chemicals are secreting. But we're also looking down. So we have the physiology, as I said, of depression. So we're also secreting those depression drugs. And that's uh, chemicals. it's become so addictive because people, and then like the your brain capacity is shortening because the people are constantly scrolling and it's like, you're not even taking the time in to, to laugh at the thing that you're watching because you're on to the next thing. And it's that dopamine hit, that constant, like I need that, the notifications, like give me, give me, give me, give me. 
but actually you're missing so much of the world by like we talk we talk a lot about power poses and having your head up and your shoulders back and mm. like looking up like people walk looking at their phones and i just 80 think- people 80 people have been hit by a car in toronto this year alone like it's only april wow cuz they're not in awards <laughs> <laughs> So there's because so they're not much, looking like pay attention yeah then there's so much beauty in the world and have you seen that film wally yes yeah that is what is happening right now just we're not on another planet we're on a, a spiritual other other planet where people are on hovercrafts and looking at screens constantly so the bit that really stands out for me in that film and i do reference this a little bit um is when they fall off their hovercrafts and they look into each other's eyes for that that first time because they they're usually just constantly with the screen in front of them and that to me is so powerful because when you look at the whites of somebody's eyes you have that real connection mm. and how how are we supposed to grow as humanity if we're not doing that i don't know i, I right i know it's it's there's so many so many things missing in our world today that we just look at this, all this technology, all this convenience. We're like, oh, this is so great. Oh, won't that be great? Like all those um, things that you talk to and it asks you, you know, you ask it the weather outside. It's like, look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like you need the thing to tell you what the, if it's sunny out. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm very anti AI and like the progression of, of AI and what it, what it's doing for the dumbing down of humanity. And I often speak about this and people are like, you need to get on board. You're going to get left behind. Like, yeah, but when that falls or that takes over, like iRobot, you're going to be fucked, mate. Right. I, I don't even have a cell phone. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so fun. I mean, I, I'm on social. It's, it's not that I don't scroll and I do all that. Yeah. It's just when I leave my house, I joke about it. I, lo- I lock my door so it's safe. <laughs> Like as if it's safe. <laughs> right. And then I get on with my day. I can't look at if somebody I can't think about. Well, I can, but I don't bother thinking, did they somebody respond to my email? Did send somebody do anything? Because I can't check. So I can just be out looking around, uh, you know, and just enjoying enjoy. my time out. Yeah. I think that's that's a really important message to give across as well. And I mean, I do have actually have two phones. Um, but my emails are only on one of them. So if I'm out for the evening, for example, the work phone stays at home. So you can't contact me for that. And to be honest with you, I very rarely answer my phone anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I like to be in the moment and enjoy that time with the person I'm with. And uh, there was another, I've had another guest on recently, his name's Peter. And his his story is phenomenal. And it, it turned out he was only like half an hour away from me in London. So we met up on Sunday night and we were having a similar conversation. Like neither of us got our phones out. We were mm. just in the moment, like enjoying each other's company. And the next thing we know, like I'm starting to feel tired. And it was like 10 o'clock. And mm. that time it just like passed because we were present in each other's company and not concerned about what's going on. Like, you can deal with your phone, your emails, your work later on. And I think that's what's missing. And I think people getting that dopamine hit from notifications rather than being present in the moment is where people are really missing out. So I'm really glad that you said that, that you don't have a phone, you leave it there. And I think that's a nice thing to remind people of. Like go and have, even obviously if you want a phone, have a phone. But if you don't, leave it at home, even if it's half an hour a day. And be present with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now they're doing like um, technology detoxes and stuff, and camps and stuff because yeah. we're not disciplined enough. And it's not our fault. I really believe that this technology is designed, like the design of it, is to keep us. Oh, definitely. Looking at it and scrolling, and to get us emotional. Yeah, you know, I, I in my laughter club, I I do uh like I do a lot of work with um teens and stuff. So I I tell them if you are on Facebook or on social media and you read a message from somebody that you think, oh my gosh, why would they have that opinion? And you start to get all stressed and you're like, I'm gonna compose a message. Don't 
Like, mm. don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I tell them, like, rub your hands together, put it on your head, yeah. put it on the back. And that brings the blood lymph oxygen back to your brain so you can get out of stress. Do that, breathe a few times, and then everything, you calm down. If you still want to respond to that message, keep going. <laughs> keep holding your head, right? Because social media, I mean, you might not even know that person for real. Like they're just yeah. your, you know, f- social friend. Or even if you know them, like even if they're family, what, who cares what they're thinking? Like they think different than you. Good. Yeah. And you can, you can actually have some amazing conversations with people that you disagree with and still be friends. Right. Yes. <laughs> I I think that's part of the thing that's missing is that we haven't taught people how to have um, discord, like so that that if we disagree, it's fine. You can tell me, oh, like a little debate. Oh, tell me what why you think that. Okay, that's nice. Here's what I think. Okay, well, we still don't agree, but that's okay. I still like you. Yeah, (laughs) I've got quite a few friends like that, and we'll have debates and discussions, and then we'll then talk about something else because. You don't have to agree. Can you imagine if everybody agreed with everybody? Like, what would life be? Right. It would be the step, Stepford Wives. <laughs> that, that's something else as well, isn't it? Um, that Sorry. sort of concerns me too. Um, so you were talking earlier about exporting garbage out of Canada. <laughs> and I think that's a, a really good metaphor for a lot of things that's going on in the world at the moment. but. I really want to know more about why everybody needs worms in their house. Because life, you know, we need to start to think outside the box and sustain ourselves as we, you know, we've touched on technology and the the actual damage that that can do. What about the natural things that we can do to help life and be better? So tell us more about that, please. Yeah. So this is uh, um, indoor composting with worms. Yeah. So same as outdoor composting for anyone listening, composting is just nature's way to look after our organic matter, usually done outside, no special equipment. Um, you need a carbon nitrogen mix. So outside it might be leaves, straw, those kind of materials, and then your food scraps from the kitchen. This is the same idea, except it's done inside. It is actually in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Worms in the box, in the house. Who doesn't want that? Um, and then, so it's so the bed, fine, right? <laughs> they're in a box. That's right. <laughs> um, and they can't see. So there's no point in going sightseeing. They're going to stay in the box as long as you treat them right. Right. <laughs> so it's uh, the bedding in inside, the carbon inside would be shredded paper, could be cardboard, um, drink trays, egg cartons, that kind of material, toilet paper rolls, that kind of stuff. And then the the food scraps is your nitrogen. The worms eat all of it. And they, their poop is the black gold. That's that's the soil. And I started my business to stop all those trucks going to the United States. Um, and I quickly realized, oh my gosh, that may be the side benefit. As huge as that is, the real benefit is the black gold that the worms produce. In North America, at least, probably many parts of the world, but North America, for sure, we have destroyed the soil. Mm. We do monocropping, corn, wheat, and soy. Acres mm-hmm. and acres, as far as you can see, corn, wheat, and soy. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're monocropping, growing just one species, you need to add a lot of chemicals because yeah. that's not how nature intended, yeah. right? You've so adding chemicals, we've made our soil now dependent on drugs. Yeah. So we we spray the plant, we spray the plant, we spray the soil to get rid of the bugs. We think we're getting rid of the bugs that you know just that we are um, a pest. But anything that has a side at the end means death, mm-hmm. pesticide, um, homicide, suicide, yeah, <laughs> right, fungicide. Uh, all of this aside means death. So we're not killing the target bug. We're killing. We're wipe, like antibiotics, right? Kill out all of our microbiota, and we need to do something to to feed our biome again to build it up. Same with the earth. So I realized, man, this is so important because we've wrecked our soil. So this is a way to to return the nutrients back in. Mm. It's the infinity sign. We eat the food. We give the scraps to the worm. They eat it. They make. They poop it out. We grow more food. We eat the food. Yeah. We're healthier. We're in the soil when we're when we're gardening. Gardeners are are literally happy people. 
because there's antidepressant microbes in the soil. Wow. Cool. Right. So what, so when we're in, when we're in the garden, we're totally present again, right? We're out in nature. We're breathing the air. We're not on our thing. We're not on our technology because we're in the soil, right? Our, our thing would get dirty. Yeah. So we're present. We're growing. When you grow your own food, you eat it. There's less waste because you you spent a lot of time. You watered it. You talked to it. Maybe you, you weeded all the things that you need to do for a garden. And gardeners are ho- are hopeful people. Mm-hmm. You know, you plant your seeds in the spring or whenever you're planting them, and then you got to do a lot of work. And then months later, you get your tomatoes or whatever you're yeah. growing. There's yeah. that delayed gratification, but putting it's that del- in, right? yeah. Yeah, so that's so so the worms in the house is a great project for kids. It's teaching them like we talked um again offline about people not knowing how to cook anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful way again to bring back like during 2020 was my best year ever in 20 years for my worm business. Mm-hmm. Our schools were all closed, everyone shut down, everyone working from home. So parents were calling me saying, "Oh, the kids are at home. We need a project for the kids." As a businesswoman, what do I care how the worms get in the house? <laughs> right? And and so that's fine. Good. A little project. And then as we were locked down longer and longer, like Canada of develop, developing na- nations, we were rivaling Australia for longest lockdown. I think Australia won if it was think, a contest. If it, well, <laughs> I think maybe it was. I think it was too. Yeah. Um, they won. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we were locked down for a long time. It was awful. Um, yeah. So the longer we were locked down, because in Canada, we have such a short growing season. Yeah. Uh, we, we import 60% of our food. Oh. Six zero. So when our border closes, it's a big yeah. problem, right? Yeah. For our food. We're, we're food insecure. We just don't know it because our system is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when something like that happens, it becomes a problem. So the longer we were locked down, the the more my, my phone rang with people going, okay, we need to start a garden. What do we got to do? And so a lot more people are gardening and growing now. I think this cuckoo time gave us a wonderful pause. It was scary at the beginning. It's There's still a lot of people struggling. I know a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. I'm not making light of any of that. Um, I just think that this gave those that were willing to take a look at their self to go in and reflect, like, what is it that I want? Yeah. The world can shut down in a second. <laughs> what it do can. I really want? Yeah. And it's, it, it has given a lot of positive opportunities for the people that did go, oh, hold on a minute, what is this? Yeah. I've met the most amazing people around the world mm-hmm. um, during this time that I'm so grateful. Natalie, I never would have met you. Mm-hmm. I never would have met so many people um, and all the laughter yoga leaders and teachers around the world, because we do have global, <laughs> global summits and um, laughter parties and stuff. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Like imagine coming together, people just willing to laugh. Um, so that's the thing when during a laughter club, um, there's always new people. So you explain that what laughter yoga is and you do the games Yeah. at my club, I get about 25 or so people um i have a lot of laughter leaders that come to my club because we just want to practice our craft so you go and see what somebody else is doing and then you get to just play when you're leading you know uh, as as a facilitator yourself when you're leading you're leading you're on even though it's laughter i'm still i'm still in charge so I'm, i'm not totally relaxed so the other people will come and just like when i go to other people's club i'm i'm just there to enjoy i'm not I'm not leading or anything. I'm just playing. Yeah, um, and we just we just want to laugh. So we so although there are little games, we're there to laugh. So when it's time to laugh, we're laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Then we breathe, and it's so fun because the laughter leaders bring the energy for the people that are new that are like, "Ooh, what is this?" Right? Mm-hmm. Anything that we do new is weird. Uh, yeah, because you don't. It's the unknown, isn't it? It's unknown. Absolutely. What tips would you give to people doing something new? Because doing something new, getting out of your comfort zone is very scary for people. So, for example, coming to your laughter, your laughter club, 
what would you say to people that are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to feel silly because I think that's something else, isn't it? It's like you go, you can do these things and people are like, well, no, that, that will make me feel silly. How do you alleviate that pressure for people? Oh, I would say, oh, first of all, the magic happens outside your comfort zone. Inside your box, you know, you're, you know what's going on in there. You've been in there your whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, got, you got that. You, you know all the parameters. You know how far your box goes, everything. The magic happens outside your box. And anyone that's listening that has had one of those moments where they're like so frustrated, it just seems like so much turmoil and things going on. If you can break through, like you could either go like – um, retreat like oh no that's just too scary or you step through it and the magic is on the other side of that that frustration so I would say um, look silly like just come go to a club come to my club I mean first of all 25 people in a zoom room if you're in gallery nobody can see you anyway <laughs> <laughs> right because we have it on gallery view so no one really can see you unless they highlight you or something but just come and play. It's it's all about getting out of your head and into your body. Like, so what? You're going to look silly. You'll look silly for a moment. And then your body will be having a party. You'll feel so great. You'll sleep better that night. Maybe you, if you had pain, your pain is gone for a little bit because you're secreting all like our, your natural morphine. We get to secrete all those things. When we're laughing, we are secreting all of those um, love drugs. Sometimes people drink or do drugs or sex or overeat or whatever they do, their addictions, so yeah. that they can get those hits. Yeah. I happen to be addicted to um, radio contests. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever it's ringing, my, I get the dopamine. I'm like, oh, my God, it's ringing. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's the truth. I have a whiteboard with all the contests, so I know when I have to call, the numbers I call, everything. It's quite a, it's a part-time job. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Do you know what though? When you win a prize, like there's no better feeling. Oh, I won a hundred bucks yesterday. Amazing. Well done. Yeah. Canadian, but a <laughs> <laughs> hundred, whatever um, currency it's in. Absolutely. Oh, I'm thrilled. I was so, I was so happy. The guy was like, oh, thanks for being so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, we really need to get out of ourselves so we can. If we want to experience a magic, joyful life, there may be some discomfort, but just outside of that is where the, the bliss is. It's not in your box because you don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right? A really get a, good point. right? I would say stop watching the news. We need to know what's going on, but someone's going to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Right. If there's something you need to know, if you got to evacuate from your town, you're going to you're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you, you're going to know. And I would say limit your time on social media. If you have a business and you're there for business. Great. Do that. Mm-hmm. Don't engage with everything. I know that's what you're supposed to do. But that's that's where the emotion rises up when you engage with people and then somebody writes something that you don't like. And and then you go back and forth. It's like, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the amount of things I see and I, I go to respond and I think what a waste of energy. So I don't do it. And I just right. think, cause I'll just end up in some debate that ends up falling into an argument that's not going to serve me. Or anything or change anything. Or, or cha- exactly. Or change anything. And actually that's not where my energy should be spent. So no, it's a very, very valid and good point to share. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, Live your life. You know, I think we're always looking at what other people have, especially again with social media. We see everyone's highlight reel, like, oh, look at them living this life. Oh, look at them having such a great time. What about me? And then we, you know, then we have a little pity party. It's like, just go live your life. Just go do something for somebody else and you'll feel good. Yeah. I really liked what you said um, at the beginning about volunteering and looking to help other people if you're feeling lonely or less confident because that really does boost you and and it's something that I've mentioned like a fair bit especially for people in business they want to go to networking events and they're feeling uncomfortable and not confident I'm like look for the other person who looks like they feel like you go and help Mm. them to feel comfortable and that's then gonna help you and then that has that ripple effect and and you'll benefit so much more 
That's beautiful advice. I love that. That that's actually me. I'm I'm the one when I go to a networking event. If I see someone on their own, I go to them. Yeah, yeah, and and you know sometimes people don't want to go to that person because they're like, oh, they're alone. They probably maybe they can't carry on a conversation or. But people don't know. It's so uncomfortable, like going into the unknown. You know, it can be just so overwhelming. I, I don't know why. I mean, if you're in business, you got to, if you're, if you're not able to talk about your business and with common and have your pitch and all that stuff, like get a job. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, like, entrepreneurial life isn't for everyone. And oh, it's tough. It can be. Yeah. It can be really tough because people are brutal. Like I was exhibiting before COVID, I was doing like between 100 and 200 events a year. I don't want to do that again, by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to be there. I got to be there. Um, it's tough. Oh my gosh. The things that people ask you, like, can I have a discount? No, I'm not Walmart. <laughs> I'm not Costco, right? No. Like, no, you can't have a discount. That's the price. The price yeah. is there. <laughs> unless you're unless you're buying a dozen, then we can talk. <laughs> no, absolutely. Right. And it's it's always... It's like I, I see a lot of this people talking about like friends and family discount and stuff, but actually, if they, if they are your friends and family, pay them more, pay right? them 10% more, not ask for a 10% discount. Like, help yeah. the people that are in your life and the, the small businesses rather than the big corporations. It's us that are the bread and butter of daily life. It is absolutely. And, and when you're exhibiting, people think it maybe is your hobby or something. You know, um, oh, what do you what do you do during the week? Because these events are often on weekend. I'll go, what do you do during the, this? Yeah, the, this is my life. This is my yeah. oh, like just can't even fathom because there really is two yeah, yeah. kind of thoughts, right? Like there's entrepreneur thinking and there's employee. I mm -hmm. think there's employee mentality where you want to get it for the cheapest price and you want to, you know, all of those things because it's it's you're you're trading time for money. Yeah. Where entrepreneur, it's more like projects or like packages rather than what am I making an hour? Probably less than minimum wage, no doubt. <laughs> That's the thing, especially when people start at the beginning, it is. Oh, yeah. And you're often doing so much for no money because you believe and, you know, you need the exposure to gain the confidence. But at the end of the day, you still need you still need and it's OK to make good money. Mm. I think that's giving yourself that permission to go, well, no, hold on a minute. Like you said, the price is the price. This is it. You know, yeah. that that will then give you more confidence in order to do more and to, to make more, to live the life that you really want. Absolutely. And it's a negotiation. I mean, price is one of those things that a lot of people struggle with, like how much do I charge and how much will they pay? And it, it is a whole, you know, people ask me all the time, how do, how do you decide what to charge? It's like, well, whatever I charged last time, I, I charge more this time. <laughs> and, and if they, until if they go, people, oh. until you put your prices up until people say no. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a negotiation. Like if, and then if, if people get in touch and they're like, oh, I really want you to come and do laughter. We don't have a budget or whatever. Then it's like, well, what are you going to do for me? I'm in business. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What, what can we do? I'm willing to come. Yeah. But what what can you do? Like, will you do me a testimonial? Will you give me referrals? Yeah. Like good referrals, not just, you know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right? Like, it is a negotiation. It's just a, a back and forth. It's, it's yeah. And confidence is essential. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really great point of it being a negotiation and knowing your worth, knowing mm. your value and saying, well, no, I'm not doing this entirely for free. Sometimes, yeah, of course, like, for example, people listening to this podcast, the podcast is free to listen to, mm. but there are other things and other actions to take and thereafter because, well, why not? If you want more, pay for it. You want more, like invest in yourself, invest in your personal development, your business, professional development. Um, and don't be, don't be afraid to do that and just stand up. Like I openly stand up and say, this is the price for this, this is that. If you want just free, you're only going to get so far. Mm, I love that. Yeah, beautiful. Kathy, I think I could talk to you like all day. <laughs> I know. It's so beautiful, Natalie. Thank I, you. I, I, I even like just through the Zoom, I feel I feel the vibe and like that vibration and the energy is amazing. Mm. Um, 
but I am also conscious of your time and value. So I'm, it'd probably be a nice time to bring this to a close. Because, um, I mean, like I say, otherwise we'll, we'll end up chatting for hours. <laughs> <laughs> We're just in the flow. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could give people one tip to increase their confidence, what would it be? It would be to get out of, get off your cell phone and look up and do the power posing. I would say power posing is a fabulous thing. And if you're able, it's it's uncomfortable at the beginning, but if you're able, stand in the bathroom mirror, do your Wonder Woman or whatever, just be taking up space and look at yourself in the eye and be thinking, I love you so much. Amazing. It's not easy. It's, do you know what? That is something I often share with people. Like look yourself in the mirror, in the eye and say, I am fucking amazing. And you have to add the swear word in because it makes it more powerful. <laughs> Absolutely. And say it like you really mean it. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think that's that. beautiful. Thank you so much, Kathy. Where can people follow you, find you, um, join your laughter club? Because we're a fan of online stalking, just not in-person stalking. Kathysclub.com <laughs> um, is my laughter page. And the information to sign up for my laughter club is right at the top. 9.30 a.m. Eastern, every Tuesday, 30 minutes of super fun self-care. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kathy. I have really, really enjoyed this conversation. I know the listeners will love it too. So once again, thank you very much for your time. Um, And to everybody listening, make sure you go and follow Kathy. Join her laughter club. And please, thank you um, for listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe, download, share it with your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people that you don't like because everybody needs some help sometimes. (laughs) So thank you very much. And we shall see you on the next one.